The Big 12 did it again. They are just really, really bad at the football schedule thing. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. It is devastating again that the Big 12 can just not get the whole scheduling thing right in football. Let's start there. Then we'll go to last night's basketball recap and we'll finish off with the worst brands following the Big 12 in the next 10 years. If you're going to sell stock on anybody, who's it going to be? But first and foremost, are you kidding me? Again, once again, the Big 12 has dropped the ball with scheduling. We already talked about how doing it in a pods format or a divisions format probably may not have been the best. And there really is no no best, right? There's, there's no right way to do the scheduling thing. And the Big 12 said, you know what? Let's make it to where we cancel out the greatest rivalries in this conference and have a couple of protected rivalries. But we don't allow some of the oldest like Iowa State and Kansas State to still play. We'll have a couple of these guys that go back and forth, TCU and Baylor or BYU and Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. The rest of you uh, fend for yourself. Yeah, I, that was infuriating. You remember that? I was infuriated the fact that they were going to take some of these rivalries that we love, the traditional rivalries, and throw them out the window. And now they have screwed it up royally again. Because guess what? As I'm looking at Thanksgiving weekend, rivalry weekend, I see an opportunity here, right? I see opportunity here for the Big 12 to capitalize on some of the best rivalries in this conference. And what do people love? Can I, can I let you in on a secret? So I studied broadcast journalism in college. And the one thing that we learned is that the number one news, like the one, the major thing, the number one news value in the country is conflict. You turn on the news and what do you see? It's conflict because people can't take their eyes away from conflict, from stakes, from something high pressure. And that's the whole damn reason. That's right. I said the D word that rivalry weekend exists. It's the whole reason is because we create conflict nationally. So when I looked, it was the greatest tease the Big 12 could have possibly done. When I look at the schedule to see how the Big 12 is going to shake this out, the first thing you see is Arizona. You go all the way across their schedule, Arizona State. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, Brett Yormark did it. He did the obvious thing, the obvious easy right thing to do, which is put the rivalries on rivalry week. And that one is one of the weaker rivalries in the Big 12 because both of those teams have historically not been great. One New Year's Six Bowl win between the two of them. So then as I'm waiting, bated breath to see the next matchup, I'm wait. Baylor's the next team you get to. Will they play TCU rivalry weekend one of your protected rivalries no no instead baylor gets tcu on the coveted date of november 2nd which is pointless pointless it you do do you understand how easy it is to just put rivalries on rivalry weekend like we beef this up in college football every year. Auburn plays Alabama. We beef this up. Michigan plays Ohio State. This is going to be the weekend where we get the premier matchup, starting with Ole Miss and Mississippi State. And the Big 12 has an opportunity to be a big dog to say, hey, look, we're legitimate. We put our biggest rivalries on that weekend, too. And then I get to Baylor and TCU and it's not there. And I think, please, dear God, Brett, the one thing I needed you to do was to make sure that BYU plays Utah on rivalry weekend, right? Because it wouldn't make sense to put them anywhere else. This is the marquee game in the conference. The most heated game in this conference is BYU and Utah. So the obvious thing to do would put them on the biggest weekend in college football. What is the biggest weekend in college football? It's flipping rivalry week. Everybody knows that. I get to the fourth team on the scheduling matrix that is already stupid and it's BYU Utah on the coveted date, the day of our Lord, November 9th. 
Guess who plays in the Big 12? Can I read a couple of these matchups on Rivalry Weekend in the Big 12 as the rest of the country, even in the SEC, where like an A&M plays, plays LSU? That's not historic, but it's become fun, and you've come to know and love it on the last weekend of the year. Baylor, or not Baylor, Arkansas playing against against Missouri, right? The SEC does this. The Big Ten does this. They play some of their rivalry, their, their trophy games, and it's big. Why did You know how easy it was to just put BYU and Utah on that weekend? How asinine it is not to do that. Listen to some of these matchups. Arizona, Arizona State. Good. Yeah. Not the best rivalry in the conference. I think I think Kansas State, Iowa State should have been protected over that one, but that that's not in this conversation. That is bad within itself. Then Baylor, Kansas. Ooh, that'll draw eyes. BYU, Houston. What is the point? Utah and UCF. Do you understand how little sense that makes? Utah and UCF on rivalry weekend, Cincinnati and TCU like they instead it's it's as if the Big 12 doesn't want you to have fun. It's as if they don't want you to have fun because they said, let's take the craziest, worst matchups possible that make so little sense that just aren't fun. And let's put them on the most important weekend of the year. Cincinnati and TCU, Colorado, Oklahoma State. I mean, I I can't get over the BYU-Houston one. It's like they are taunting us at this point. Iowa State, Kansas State, this is the one that you go, oh, I could give the Big 12 credit there. I don't. Because while I, I love that being a rivalry weekend, I think it should be every year. The problem is they don't want this rivalry every year. The Big 12 has already told us these teams are going to stop playing on a yearly basis. So it's like that they're dangling out there in front of, oh, what would it be like if we did play this on rivalry weekend? What, what would it be like if this was a rivalry that we established? But instead, we're not going to do that. We're going to take this away from you. We're going to break one of the longest streaks of two teams playing in America for no reason. Kansas State, Iowa State is the best game that weekend. And it's just a flaunt that the Big 12 could do the right thing. And they're not going to with their scheduling matrix. West Virginia, Texas Tech. That's fun, I guess. But the rest of these, the UCF and Utah, the Cincinnati and TCU, the BYU playing Houston on the last weekend of the year. That, and I don't I can't say that I'm mad at the rest of the schedule. Like I look through here and I see uh, Colorado plays three road games out of four at one point this season. And there are a couple teams that are kind of in that boat. Three road games out of four for Oklahoma State. That's going to create a tough section of their schedule. And there are buys like for Oklahoma State they go by road, road, home road by they're not at home for a whopping six weeks more than one they're home one time in six weeks that's awful there are pieces of this that are not good a couple of teams uh tcu and texas tech they go on the road they're on the road uh for a large port like look at this for texas tech road by home road road home by that's a really tough seven week stretch where you're at home twice then after that by they go on the road so you're home twice in an eight week stretch of your texas tech there are parts of this that i'm frustrated with that i don't think made a lot of sense for teams individually but the one thing that could have made this a success that i would not be upset in the slightest at this schedule if they just put the rivalries on rival. Why wouldn't you? Can somebody listening to this show today give me a viable reason for why you wouldn't do the obvious thing and just put the. <sighs> I don't understand, man. It is so infuriating because look at me. Look at me. I, I, I'm 23 years old now. Yeah. Like it just did. I, I was born like three years ago. I, I'm new to this earth. 
and I just watch college football and I talk about it. And you just watch college football and you talk about it. I don't like complaining, but I feel like this soapbox is one that I am right. I feel objectively right. Like I, I can figure this out. I do sports. And I, I'm like, Brett Yormark is not the sports first guy. He didn't grow up watching the old classic rivalries in college football. I, I know that. I, he's not. He's more of the marketing genius. And I'm fine with that. But can we just consult somebody who does sports, please? Can we just ask somebody to do the real obvious thing here? That's all that I am asking you to consider is talk to me. I know I'm lowly. And that's the whole point is that I can still get it right. I don't, I don't know why they do this to us. It's like, they want us to not have fun. It's like, they want this league to not be taken seriously. You want to be taken seriously, have a big rivalry game on rivalry weekend. Don't have BYU and Utah or Baylor and TCU or any of these games that make sense in just the middle, like Kansas, Kansas state. Why are we playing Kansas and Kansas State on November? This one's listed November, October 26th. Make it make sense. And for those of you who got Friday games, Thursday games, whatever, congrats, I guess. This is Lockdown Big 12, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Coming up basketball yesterday. Your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is where I go to make money. I've told you that the Super Bowl is coming up. And with the Super Bowl coming up, FanDuel is your place where you can make money. We can make money together. I'm already looking at props for this game. We got to wait a little bit because the Super Bowl has that weird two week gap thing. But FanDuel is happy, happy to serve America as the number one sports book in this great country. If you're like me, the Super Bowl is all about props, not just the food, not just the circumstance, but props. Get you a W or two or three at FanDuel with Super Bowl 58. FanDuel has which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers. Join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Watching Big 12 basketball last night made me very frustrated at Kansas State, but also a little bit happy that Oklahoma won this game. I am rooting against Oklahoma and against Texas specifically in pretty much every sport because them winning doesn't do a lot for us uh, in Texas scenario them going to the college football playoff that gave us money so that was fine like the net neutral who cares for Oklahoma and basketball I don't need them to win they are going to the SEC this 53 points Kansas State had 53 points at home and that was almost a miracle within itself 19 points in the first half for Jerome Tang and company I don't know who took the wind out of Kansas State sales but three losses in a row all by double digits the last two 74 to 52 that one at Houston and then 73 to 53 against Oklahoma where there have been points in the game where Kansas State has not just looked lackluster but like they don't want to play basketball like they don't remember how to play basketball and I don't have a viable excuse for them to lose by 20 points. There isn't a viable excuse for them to lose by 20 points at home. You're you're in Bramlage. I can't do much else for you. But <clears throat> what this does is this takes Kansas State, who I still, I still believe is a tournament team. They are 500 in the Big 12, 4 and 4. Tyler Perry. 23 points. It what's so frustrating to me about Tyler Perry is like, oh, the games where he does really well, Kansas State loses. 
Kansas State loses or have games like he did against Houston, plays 24 minutes and scores three points or Iowa State, seven points in 36 minutes. I keep asking for Tyler Perry to be good at basketball. He hasn't really been very good at basketball this season. He was good last night and then Kansas State decided to lose by 20 points because of it. The one time the guys like balling out star the show, they decide to lose because of it. Where is the Kansas State team that started so well in Big 12 play? Where is the Kansas State team? that? I, and again, I still think they're going to March because I do believe they finish around 500 in Big 12. If you're two games below 500 in Big 12, you're going to make March Madness. The league is just that deep. They've still got wins against a top 10 Baylor team. They got a win on the road against West Virginia, which I know West Virginia is not all it's cracked up to be, but that's good. They have a 25-point win against UCF, the same team that beat Kansas. Some of the transitive property is going to help you. They dominated UCF. They started three and one with a win against Baylor. That Texas Tech game, they almost won. And I thought Kansas State is once again going to be the most dangerous team in the league. And they're going to find a way to get to the Elite Eight again. And they still could. But I need Tyler Perry to be good at basketball consistently. And Kansas State to win the game. For Oklahoma, now you're going to the tournament. <laughs> you always were. But now it's like, ah, oh, dang it. This is, this is the way that Oklahoma can play. They could be, I think Oklahoma might win the Big 12 tournament. They seem like the team's going to try a little bit too hard win the Big 12 tournament and then lose in the second round. Yeah, do they give you that vibe? They give me that vibe. For Kansas State, snap out of it. Uh, Texas Tech, TCU. I love that TCU, as somebody who went to Baylor, can I be honest with you? I love that TCU has a fervent commitment to athletics. Like, I love their athletic director's cool. I love that their head coaches are cool. Uh, I love that their football coach is cool. I love that they have an effort to pack the stadium. I love that they do cool stuff. Like coming from a standpoint of being at a school like Baylor that could be what TCU is athletically. I mean, obviously TCU just beat Baylor at in Waco. It is much better at a good portion of the sports. Football, very much included. TCU is also a cool school. And I like the effort. It wasn't just some sort of, hey fans, we have stupid t-shirts that look weird and they're yellow. Please wear them to the game or come to the game because of that. They don't make like they they take out friction points for fans. They make it easy for fans to come to the games and they make it fun and they win. I don't want to play at TCU. Look at that Iowa State game. They lost against Iowa State at home. They still made it fun. TCU's cool. Robbie Triano took them at number one in his draft, not just because of football, but everything that TCU does is on the upward trend, it feels like. 85 78 over Texas Tech. For Texas Tech, at some point, I don't think you're Cinderella, but at some point, the slipper doesn't exactly fit. You got to come back down to earth a bit. Remember, there were a couple games for Tech, like that UTA game, the Oral Roberts game, where I thought, Northern Iowa, will Texas Tech be good? I think Texas Tech is good. That win at Texas proved to me, especially the little streaky going there, proved to me that this squad is legit. And I didn't think the loss at Houston dumb, dumb, dulled that at all. This one, 85-78, no problem. You're going to beat Cincinnati. Baylor's just shown that it's vulnerable at home. You could, you could beat them on the road. You're going to beat UCF at home. I think you're going to beat Kansas at home. You had to lose at some point on the road. Texas Tech might still win their next four or three out of their next four. I am confident in Grant McCaslin and company. Anybody in the Scott Drew coaching tree, I'm confident in. And then Oklahoma State. I already told you. Mike Boynton's getting fired. Mike Boynton's getting fired. And it sucks. One and seven in Big 12 play. They have been floundering as Oklahoma State team has been floundering under Boynton recently. And it looked like he might be able to put it together, but he just hasn't. And I wish he would have. But my my ask is that after a game where you win against West Virginia, that you just be competitive. I, I just I'm asking you to just be competitive and give me something to hold on to, something to look forward to, watch these games, something that I can enjoy. But no, Kansas dominated. 
Kansas was a 14 point favorite, won by 29, 83 to 54. I don't even know. They should have been a 20 point favorite in this game. There was no life from Oklahoma State, no life. And Kansas just looked nails again. They're only five and three in the Big 12. That's kind of nuts to think about. Only five and three in the Big 12. Tonight's games, we get Baylor at UCF. I think UCF's going to win that. We get Cincinnati at West Virginia. I think West Virginia might sneak up on them. And if that happens, Cincinnati's shot at going to March gets tougher and tougher. If Baylor loses at UCF, oof, now you're talking a skid falling to three and four in Big 12 play. UCF moving to four and four. Could UCF be the sneaky tournament team? Tickets are as low as $3 for the UCF game, $2 for the West Virginia game. Coming up, who are the worst brands in the Big 12? Let's do the end of the draft from Robbie Triano and I, who we didn't take in the top 10 of our Big 12 draft in football expansion, Big 12 draft. This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is your team, and it's every day. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical and the Jace Case. You never want to feel helpless when it comes to your health. And Jace Medical is here to make sure that you do not. I know we come to sports to escape all the real life stuff, but according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin, and right now it's in the worst flu season in a decade. It's scary. Can't imagine a more helpless feeling than being sick and not being able to treat it. Jace Case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial infections, UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com complete your physician encounter it'll be reviewed by a board certified physician and you can get medication fast it has never been more important to prepare than today go to jacesmedical.com offer code locked on to get twenty dollars off your order jacesmedical.com use offer code locked on for twenty dollars off your order order at jacemedical.com i i am so stunned and i'm so happy because my board has led perfectly to this team to drop to me and number 11 Give me the most powerful army, I think, in this entire, entire, entire Big 12. I have the most powerful army. I have the coolest stadium. I have the best mascot in the world. I have the friendliest people. I have Cougar Tail. Give me BYU, and I'm so happy with this pick. Thank you. Landed in my lap. They're going to jibber that pole. They're going to love yours. Hello. Hello. My name is Robbie T. And I would like to share with you the most amazing book. And, and they're not going to love that. There you go. You just shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> I love BYU. The fact that they fell, I am. Um, I'm sorry. I'm regretful for sure. The winning thing, the proving you can win in the new Big 12 is why I've tried to stay away from the new Big 12 teams, the expansion teams. That's why I put BYU on the back burner because I have not seen Kalani Satake win in the Big 12 yet. The teams that I have drafted here have already won in the Big 12. That's why I'm trusting them moving forward. And if Kalani Satake goes 3-9 and nine or 4-8 and eight with a tough schedule, what is his future at BYU? I'm not saying it's going to happen. <clears throat> My number 12. And I'm happy I can get to the 12. Give me the TikTok darlings. Give me the NIL darling, the portal darling. Give me the best roster. Guess who has the best players, the most five stars, the most four stars in the entire Big 12? The team that I'm drafting. Give me my team music. The Colorado Buffs. You're telling me I get Deion Sanders on my side? Look, they fell to 12, and for good reason. They sucked. They were really, really bad at football. And it's the first team that I'm taking that hasn't shown it's going to win with its current head coach or that its current head coach is going to stay there more than like three years. But Deion Sanders will have more cameras, 
more money, more exposure, more recruits, more everything than the rest of us. I just got the darling of the conference at 12. Even if they lose, we got that flat. Yeah, no, I think this was the right pick there. Uh, and I don't know how long Deion Sanders will be there. Uh, I, this is tinfoil hat on, placing the tinfoil hat on my head. I think this is going to be his last year coaching college football. Uh, because after his sons leave for the NFL or they, they go away, unless they stay for another year after that, I don't know if he necessarily has an incentive to coach because we see every team that he's coached in his life, his sons have been on that from high school to go to Jackson State, and now you go to, to Colorado. This is where I'm up in the air, but I 100% agree. Uh, eyeballs, and if they get it right, we could be talking about Colorado being the number one team. We have four teams left on the board. One of them is a returning Big 12 school. The other three are new Big 12 schools. We have Cincinnati, West Virginia, Arizona, and Arizona State. Honestly, throw it in a bag, mix it up. We could do whatever here. But for my 13th pick, I'm going with West Virginia. I'm Great going call. with Old Reliable here. I just want to know because the other three, I don't know. We saw how high Cincinnati could fly. They played in the college football playoff. We saw how high they could fly, but we also saw how low they could go. I like their fans. I like that program. I don't know what their ceiling is, but I don't think their floor is too, too low. Give me West Virginia. Give me Neil Brown moving forward. I think he's off the hot seat, and I trust him moving forward after a really good year. Give me Neil Brown and West Virginia. Uh, the reason I haven't taken West Virginia yet, and they were the next pick in my draft, is because... I don't know if Neil Brown is still the head coach this time next year. If he goes six and six, he will be fired. That's the same reason I cannot take Cincinnati with the 14th overall pick. I will be taking the Arizona Wildcats. You just gave me Umberto Lopez. You just gave me Brent Brennan and Noah Fafita, possibly the best quarterback in the Big 12, at least top three, possibly one, and you gave him to me at 14? At 14? Look, I get it. If Jed Fish was still the head coach, they're in my top three. Had we gone through this coaching cycle and Jed Fish stayed, it proves what Matt Campbell and Mike Gundy and, and Chris Kleiman have proven, which is that they're going to stay at their school. He didn't do that. He left. So they dropped this far in the draft, but I'm still going to pick them up because the talent's remaining. 14th overall pick in the expansion Big 12 draft, Arizona, and I love it. Thanks, Dad. Uh, Tucson, Arizona is a beautiful place. Mountains are everywhere. It's hot all the time. It's nice. Uh, I would say, no, I like I like Arizona. And for the people at home, we were going to do this draft uh, when Jed Fish was still the head coach. And uh, we delayed not for that reason, but uh, I, I think they would have been much higher if Jed Fish was right. still there. Probably had diarrhea happening. for like a week and a half. Otherwise, this would have been a lot earlier. Speaking of diarrhea with the 15th overall pick, I'm going with Cincinnati and Cincinnati Chili, Skyline Chili. Scott Satterfield sucks. I think that uh, he needs to be gone, honestly, like soon. Uh, but this is in a very rich recruiting area in Ohio. It's, I would say, the second best school in the state besides Ohio State. Get Scott Satterfield the, the hell out. Give me more chili. Give me a good head coach. And Cincinnati has a chance to fly. But for the next year or two, uh, Cincinnati is going to be like the Skyline Chili. Um yeah, you have the last pick on the board. With the 16th pick of the future Big 12 draft, I take Clemson. Uh, the reason that I like Clemson Wait a minute. Is whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's cheating. Sorry, I, I know things that other people don't know. With the One 16th day. overall pick, I what will take know? 
the program whose most legendary head coach has the last name Cush. They once employed the guy who said, uh, playoff. No, that's the, that's the wrong guy who said you, you play, play to, win to win the game. the game. He didn't really work out there. They've got a guy who's named Kenny, which is pretty dope as well. Two unclaimed national championships in 1970 and 1975, the year of our Lord. They haven't won a conference championship since 2007, but come on down, Arizona State. Sure. Sure, they their athletic director got fired or left or whatever that was. Sure, their president's kind of a schmuck. Sure, they don't do a lot of the winning football games. Did you know that Arizona and Arizona State have combined all time for one New Year's Six Bowl win? That is one between the two of them. They're in the same state. I don't like it. I don't like it. But they but they look three and nine. The ceiling is the roof. They can only get better from here under Kenny Dillingham, and maybe just maybe they will. That's why I'm picking because I have to. Arizona State at 16. And that's the draft. I have TCU, Oklahoma State, Houston, Texas Tech, Baylor, BYU, West Virginia, and Cincinnati, and Drake has Utah, Kansas State, UCF, Kansas, Iowa State, Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State. Do you have any closing thoughts? How do you feel like it went for your team? I got a lot of the hateful eight. I get a lot of the continuity of this conference, the returning members who we know more about. I, I'm going to be honest, Robbie, what scares me about your list are the question marks could have a very high ceiling. You got some of the guys who could be the great shocking picks of the big 12. you got Moxie in your draft. I've got sturdy established nine and three, eight and four every year. I got teams that I know are going to go to a bowl game almost every season. You've got the sneaky squads that win a big 12 championship I've got the teams that get you to Arlington. Where is there more value? Who's to say till we find out? Yeah, you have like a Roth IRA. I have like Bitcoin. Uh, like I'm really trying yeah. to, I have crypto. Like I'm really trying to like bank on the future. And if it falls bad, it, I'm going to fall square on my face. Um, but I really Bitcoin do or love Dogecoin. You got one of the two. And for the people at home, I think the moral of the story is there is no clear cut best team in the big 12. I really do think top to bottom, this league is going to be really competitive and really awesome. And there's so much parity here. I really do think Arizona state could be number three in a couple of years and number one TCU could be number seven in a couple of years. Like there's so much flip flopping here. And I really do think that's what's so fun about this new big 12 Drake. Tell us where we can find you in my furry coat on a spaceship. How are we going to, who's going to, is there a winner or a loser here? Um, I think it's just going to be me. I'm going to be the winner and that's just it. Um, but no, we'll leave the vote up to the people. Locked on Big 12 for Drake. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. All right. That was a wrap up of our draft. Not every team can be in the top 10. Sorry if yours was not. I still love you. I do. I still love you. And maybe you'll be good the next decade. Somebody has to be bad. This has been it always will be. Come back tomorrow for more basketball and stuff. Locked on. Thanks for making your first listen every single day. Dose Grande.